Chapter Four of Pleasure Cycling by Henry Clyde. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four Taking Care of a Bicycle. When Aurora paints the dawn and the fields are bright with dew, when the fleecy mists of morn rise and thin and melt from view, oh, what ecstasy to feel with the wind against your face, miles slip by beneath your wheel cares out distanced in the race l g c four what his piano his violin his flute is to the accomplished musician what his locomotive is to the railway engineer his wheel is to the enthusiastic cycler Quote, his wheel and he are one it seems to obey his thought and to share his emotions it lives with his life it reflects his idiosyncrasies it seems to him not a lifeless congeries of steel and nickel parts but a thing of intelligence answering to his own and if it comes to grief he mourns for it as for a favorite horse or dog so if you are really fond of cycling you will take the same pride in a well-kept and well-running machine that a horseman feels in a well-groomed horse a bicycle frame with its straight lines and sharp angles is not perhaps a thing of beauty although some of the models of eighteen ninety three and eighteen ninety four have a rakishness of design which is very nearly graceful but it may at least have the beauty of cleanliness and brightness and then when it flashes by in the sunlight a glitter of black and silver it will not want for admirers many bicycles even of the best make become practically worthless by the end of their first season of use but except in cases where the machine has been exposed to some severe accident this is because the rider has been too lazy or too ignorant to take care of his wheel if you will spend from five to ten minutes at the end of each run in caring properly for your bicycle you will find it always ready for use and barring accidents as good for road use at the end of the season as it was at the beginning the writer lately rode a wheel which for ease of propulsion and straight steering seemed perfect and which he found had been ridden three thousand miles during the season of eighteen ninety four it was equipped with single tube tires which were inflated but three times during the season and the bicycle having been carefully and intelligently cared for was to all intents and purposes as good as new i assume that you are riding about one hundred miles a week in fair weather and over ordinary roads after each run look over your machine carefully if it shows mud splashes wash them off with a damp not dripping sponge if it is dusty dust lightly with a soft cloth preferably woolen or with cotton waste some of the manufacturers advise cleaning the bicycle with a hose saying that water will never injure their machine but no one would willingly expose his machine to a heavy shower if he could find an opportunity to house it and there is a chance that a smart stream of water from a hose will strike some bearing which is not fully protected by oil and so perhaps cause rust it is a safe rule never if you can help it 
to allow water to touch the bearings of your machine wipe all oil and dirt from the outsides of the bearings be sure that the nickel parts are dry and rub them well with a chamois skin this with a little fine whiting will remove incipient rust if you have to keep your machine in a place accessible to dust it is well to keep it covered with a cotton cloth an old sheet will answer the purpose it goes without saying that a bicycle should never be kept in a damp stable especially if it has any wooden parts see that the axles joints of tubing and outsides of the bearings are always clean and bright if the spokes are nickeled rub them occasionally with a woolen cloth moistened in kerosene keep the chain as clean and dry as possible keep the bearings of your machine snug not tight if too tight or too loose they will soon wear out when you shake the wheel there should appear only just enough lateral motion on the axle to be perceptible if the bearings are in good order each of them in running should give a soft continuous click if your machine makes a sharp or irregular noise on the road ascertain at once what the matter is the noise may be caused by a dry chain or axle or by lost motion in the brake connections listen carefully to the working of each bearing and if the noise proceeds from it you will conclude that a ball has become broken or badly worn in that case take down the machine to the bearing or have this done and have the worn or broken part replaced some wheelmen are always taking their machines to pieces but this is not often necessary unless a part is broken or the machine has got badly filled up with mud or water in any case unless you are an excellent mechanic it is better to send your wheel to a repair shop when it needs taking down it is a nice job to set up a bicycle and if there is anything wrong in the adjustment the machine will run badly and wear out at the bearings the chain necessarily takes more wear than any other part of a bicycle and should always be most carefully looked after it should be kept free from grit and dust and it is well to brush it well with a stiff brush after each run every two or three months reverse it on the sprockets so as to distribute the wear between the two sides oil your bicycle generally once a week using rather a heavy oil and never enough of it to run out at the bearings the rear axle bearing the bearing at the sprocket bracket and the lower steering head bearing take the most wear and are most carefully to be looked after work each bearing well after oiling you will find it very convenient to sling up your bicycle to a hook in a ceiling or to the limb of a tree before oiling or cleaning so that you can get easily at all parts of the machine and work the bearings freely do not let the lubricating oil touch the tires of your bicycle as it is destructive to rubber if kerosene gets on the tires wipe it off quickly the coal oil products are more or less solvents of rubber kerosene however being a much less powerful solvent than benzene and therefore a safer and nearly as effective an agent for cleaning the bicycle clean the machine about once a month 
first sling it up as directed above loosen the bearings slightly and fill each bearing with kerosene from a squirt can and work the bearing rapidly do this until the kerosene runs out clean from the bearing take off the chain and let it soak for fifteen minutes in a liberal bath of kerosene shake it out rub the whole surface of each block clean with a woolen cloth and hang the chain up to dry out rub the sprocket teeth clean with a woolen cloth moistened in kerosene take advantage of the chain being off the machine while the wheel is suspended in the air to test the bearings and their adjustment work the pedals and listen carefully at the bearing on each side of the sprocket bracket if it gives out a soft regular musical click it is probably all right revolve each wheel and listen to its bearing the wheel if the bearings are rightly adjusted should under a smart impulse revolve for several minutes and in stopping should oscillate backwards and forwards until the weight of the valve nipple brings it to a rest with the nipple about at the bottom of the circumference on revolving the sprocket it should if the bearings are right come to rest with the pedal cranks standing about in the vertical line place the chain i assume that you use an elliot or other self-oiling block chain on its side on a board or a table put not more than one good drop of oil in each block being careful not to omit a block if oil appears on the outside of the chain wipe it off as cleanly as possible with a woolen cloth if you use dry plumbago for lubricating the outside of the chain apply it on the working side of the chain only with a very little kerosene oil which should not be allowed to work into the insides of the blocks before replacing the chain preparations of the plumbago or graphite are now sold in the form of lubricating sticks using which you will apply the lubricant more evenly and easily than by the use of dry graphite beware however of compounds of grease and graphite sold for lubricants which leave the chain sticky so that it will gather grit and wear the sprockets now replace the chain on the sprockets to do this place the joint ends of the chain respectively over the upper teeth of the sprockets and revolve the sprockets towards each other until the ends of the chain meet or nearly so if you have difficulty in making the joint as may be the case if the wheel is suspended and you are working alone draw the ends of the chain together by means of a cord inserted between the block joints until the joint is made fasten the cord and then put in the screw and nut to fasten the chain now oil each bearing using a little more oil than common at the end of the season clean the machine carefully oil it well and sling it up or hang it on the rests made for the purpose and cover it with a cotton cloth put it in the driest and cleanest place you can find for the winter at the beginning of the next season if the machine is not to be taken down clean out the old oil with the kerosene and give it a fresh oiling it will be well to work the bearings occasionally during the off-season keep by you the black lacquer sold for the purpose of repairing the scratches or worn places which are sure to show themselves on the enameled parts of your machine 
this is not nearly so durable as the enamel but if applied whenever needed it will keep rust from the frame and prevent the outfit from getting shabby inflating tires in inflating a tire it is of advantage if you have opportunity to turn the machine on its side on supports or to sling it up so that the wheels can revolve easily see that the air pump and connecting hose are clean and free from dust and that the closest possible connection is kept between the valve and pump during inflation at each stroke of the piston force it as nearly as possible to its full length as the greater weight falls upon the rear wheel of the bicycle its tire should be kept the most tensely inflated the degree of inflation desirable for the pneumatic tire varies with the weight of the rider a tire which is hard enough for a rider weighing one hundred and fifty pounds will flatten badly under one who weighs two hundred if your tires flatten very slightly under your weight no harm is done your wheel will run with the less jolting and you will incur less risk of injuring the tire on stony ground on the other hand if the tire flattens too much it may cut at the rim of the wheel and it is probably true that hard tires propel more easily than soft ones if you run a double tube tire with a too soft inflation you will probably very soon destroy the inner tube which is exceedingly fragile and easily injured the larger the tire the less the degree of inflation necessary to keep it safe and the easier the motion of the machine but with the decrease in diameter of the tire the lighter the machine becomes never meddle unnecessarily with the valves the less often these are touched the less likely they are to leak if when you remove the valve cap the valve whistles this shows that some foreign substance has gotten into the piston or plunger of the valve probably from the air pump if the leak is so slight that you can inflate the tire so as to overcome it do so and replace the valve cap and the obstacle in the valve will probably work out of itself so long as the cap holds the air you need not trouble yourself about the interior leak a little oil applied to the washer of the valve cap or to the threads of the screw stopper in the valves made without washers and wiped off carefully will help to keep the valve tight mending tires if your tire leaks first see if you are not aware of having punctured the tire whether the leak is in the valve turn the wheel so that the valve will come uppermost and hold a glass of water so that the valve nipple will be submerged in the water and watch for air bubbles which will appear if the valve leaks if no bubbles appear sponge the surface of the tire liberally with water and watch closely for bubbles if none are detected probe carefully the surface of the tire wherever any scratch or abrasion appears with the blunt head of a large needle or with the instrument provided for the purpose in the repair outfit if the leak is not detected remove the wheel from the machine and immerse it in a tub of water then if the tire does not show bubbles to indicate the leak you have no resource left but to send the wheel to the repair shop after a long run 
you may find a tire wholly or partly deflated without any apparent cause in such case on examination you will find that the valve cap has worked loose not having been screwed to a firm set before you started and that the constant pressure on the tire on the road has forced out the air through the valve nipple in mending the double tube tire the tire must be deflated and removed from the wheel at the place of the puncture then the inner tube is to be taken out or so much of it as is necessary and patched with the pure rubber ribbon which makes a part of the bicycle outfit and rubber cement a solution of pure rubber and other ingredients in benzene after which the tube and tire are to be replaced and the tires inflated ordinary punctures in the single tube tire are easily and quickly repaired by inserting in the puncture rubber threads in the ordinary form of snappers or rubber plugs made for the purpose either of these being well covered with the rubber solution and forced into the puncture when the benzene evaporates and leaves the rubber a solid mass adhering firmly to the tire and making it air tight temporary repairs on the road may be made by patching the punctured place on the outside with the rubber ribbon and solution and binding the tire and fellow tightly with hemp twine all the parts to which the solution is to be applied must be perfectly clean and dry a piece of sandpaper for cleaning the rubber may be a useful part of the equipment general repairs if your bicycle has a buckled frame or a warped wheel or broken spokes you had better send it to the repair shop and so if the tire wants cementing but it is well to understand that spokes may be loosened or tightened by turning to right or left the nipple set on the spoke at the junction with the fellow this may be done with a spanner or monkey wrench or with a special tool furnished for the purpose in some outfits the set or true of the wheel depends largely on the tension of the spokes and you will not meddle with them unnecessarily try your spokes from time to time taking each in turn around the circumference of the wheel to see that none of them have worked loose it is said that a buckled or sprung wheel may often be restored to shape by laying it down and placing the foot on the higher part of the bend in the rim lifting with the hands on the lower part and so springing it back but this would seem to be an heroic remedy and best let alone there is little danger of a wheel on a high-grade machine buckling or springing unless as the result of a severe collision or other accident if you are obliged to cement a tire for yourself place the tire on the wheel with the side to be cemented outward sear it slightly all around with a hot iron so that the cement may stick to the rubber remove the tire pour heated cement into the fellow and distribute it evenly then replace the tire on the fellow seared side in and if the wheel rim is steel heat the fellow from underneath with a spirit lamp which will not injure the enamel finish and let the cement set for several hours melt your cement over a slow fire stirring it constantly so as not to burn it 
you will find on your machine appliances by which the tension of the chain may be increased or diminished as the chain wears it will grow slack on the sprockets but a chain well taken care of should run well for two seasons without readjusting too tight a chain causes the wheel to run hard and wears the sprockets if too loose there is a loss of power and a likelihood of stretching or breaking the chain on any sudden application of power as in ascending a hill if your chain shows a slack between the tops of the sprockets of not more than a quarter of an inch the tension is probably right bending a pedal crank is the accident likeliest to happen to a wheel in the hands of an inexperienced rider and many an old rider has had at one time or another to work home at one pedal bend cranks are repaired at the shops by putting them under strong pressure in a vice but you may generally straighten the crank at home in the following manner place the bent crank with the convex upward upon an ordinary chopping block slightly hollowed as such blocks generally are by use so that the ends of the crank will rest firmly leaving the bent piece free of the block set a billet of oak wood endwise on the part of the crank where the bend appears and strike one smart blow accurately upon the upper end of the billet with a rather heavy hammer if the first blow only partially corrects the fault you may try a second but if the blows appear to make no impression on the crank desist from further attempts lest you break the crank and send it to the repair shop never let a hammer touch directly any part of the machine if you have a pin to drive out interpose a copper wedge or a bit of oak wood between the hammer and the point of the pin in using the monkey wrench try to move it directly in the arc of which it makes the radius and so avoid bruising the nut or damaging the screw thread if a nut is set hard a little kerosene allowed to work into the screw bearing may relieve it the little wrenches furnished with the bicycle equipment are useful but an ordinary machinist's wrench is best for loosening the nuts about the saddle and saddle rod and the pedals the parts of the leading bicycles are interchangeable as between wheels of the same model so that any new part wanted can be supplied it was by carrying such duplicate parts as would most likely be needed or by sending those ahead on the route that the transcontinental riders notably messrs allen and sochtelben in their trip across asia were able to complete their arduous journeys End of chapter four